You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the products that work for you. Green Roads hooked us up with some incredible products. I went with the one that has a little, like, um, what is it, chamomile? Is that what it is? Melatonin? Uh, chamomile is tea. It makes you go to sleep, right? Yeah, it tastes really great. You have to like hold it in your mouth for 30 seconds, though, which is a little weird, but I'll tell you what it works. And the thing I like about the one from Green Roads is usually I take those things. It makes me exhausted. I wake up feeling all groggy, not with the Green Roads one. I get like great sleep. I wake up early before my alarm and everything. It's fantastic. Uh, so check them out. They've got all kinds of different things, not just for sleep. They've got them for wellness, bath bombs, a whole bunch of different things. So you want to check them out. Greenroads.com. Pick out your items and enter code DNVR20 for 20% off. Welcome everybody to the Losers Lounge, the loserest of Losers Lounge. Maybe the most somber Losers Lounge we've had since the playoffs last year, Game 3, I would say. Um, the Nuggets drop one to the Golden State Warriors. And by one, I mean one of their key players, in addition to just a basketball game. This was a game that was difficult. You know, as a Nuggets fan, there's a lot of things. We're going to talk about the game, but it was a blowout. It was it was kind of a punking, if you will, and that was bad enough. I was dreading this loser's lounge, but for to see Jamal Murray go down in the final minute of the game is just a uh, sort of, I don't want to say cherry on top. What's the opposite of it's a cherry a, on it's top? It's a gut punch. It's a gut punch. It's a, a nut punch. Uh, nut punch, gut punch. Uh, you don't. You know, we're not eating a Sunday. We're not topping it. This we're definitely not but eating a Sunday. Uh, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the app onto your phone for free. Use promo code DNVR. How'd we do today with the winners and losers, Dev? Draymond Green hit. Oh. <laughs> our, our set is falling apart. Dude, Everything. Everything's a disaster. Everything. The, the vibes are tragic. The vibes are definitely tragic. Smug life's over. Nug life is back. Nug life, smug life was here for like one week. Felt good. Um, but our bets, did we make money? De uh, you gave us Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yeah. Points, rebounds, and assists. Hit. I remember what else I gave. It's like we Because the Nuggets didn't really have anything up on the board. Um, I took the third right, quarter right. For, the, for the Warriors just because you got to go against the Nuggets in the third quarters until they figure something out. Um, so that was a, a pretty easy bet. Um, I thought this was a game that the Nuggets would like, try to, you know, like prove like they have been a really good team, so it was a little, a little bit shocking for them to like not only p play bad, but to be embarrassed uh, on national television again. So I wasn't surprised by the loss tonight. I really wasn't. And it's funny because I put out the tweet that said, you know, this is Denver's six games since last Sunday. It's six games in, in nine nights. The way I know this is we're here for every game. <laughs> I haven't. I put my kids to bed three times in the last nine days, which is, you know, usually it's me and my wife. We put our kids to bed at night. So I haven't, I've hardly done that. Like I've hardly seen them. You know, they got school, this or that. So I maybe people at home don't notice it if if you know your entire life like mine revolves around the Denver Nuggets schedule, but it felt like a lot emotionally. Eric and I were talking before the game even tipped off about we're just like kind of tired like of being here doing the show and, and everything as much as we love it. Um, so I wasn't surprised by the performance tonight. In fact, I was if anything a little bit concerned about what was going to happen tonight. Well, I mean, I've always said that the back to backs in the NBA is like the it's like honestly stealing money from the fan it's the worst product there is in sports yeah the back-to-back -back in the nba is is such a joke like you you always see these like ridi ridiculous games that tilt one way or the other i was hoping the nuggets would be uh come into this feeling upset that the way the last game went and sort of um be like they were last season where inexplicably they won every second game of the back-to-back -back, which is not really proving to be the case this year i don't know they came out 
fine, kind of sluggish. It, it's it's honestly hard to even talk about this game. I mean, Steph Curry went completely nuclear. This game meant something to him. He was close enough to get the record, uh, the scoring record for the Warriors, and um, it really propelled him. Yeah. And the Nuggets really didn't feel like they had anything to fight for, and they didn't fight. I was prepared to be the least disappointed person in all of Colorado. Like, I put out the tweet about, you know, I'm not really surprised if this happens on Wednesday. You know, I'll be concerned, but, but this one, I'm just going to chalk it up. And, you know, I had a healthy amount of people in the mention saying, excuses, excuses, this, that. And again, it's like, we could play the, first of all, it's easy. What do I need to make an excuse for? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe your appearance or your. Yeah, well, your, okay. Your, I do have your, a lot of things your, I, should, your I should make an excuse for. But when people are throwing this at me, I'm like, guys. It's not like I don't criticize the Nuggets. It's not like I don't do that. I just this game didn't bother me as much. They looked exhausted in the fourth quarter, of the last one, mentally, emotionally. I think you know f- the physical aspect of it was there. I thought the Nuggets were running in cement the entire night, but I think more than anything, emotionally, like Jokic has really gone to negative town. Or, or, you know, and it's been disappointing, slightly understandable, but I think disappointing to just see how much he has been jawing at officials, how much he has allowed distractions to take him out of the game and tonight was just an extension of, of a trend we had seen for five or six but that's why i wasn't surprised i was like the nuggets look mentally fried but we'll talk about the game i'm sure a little bit there's a few other takeaways but i guess we have to move on to what's be surprisingly became the biggest story and that is that jamal murray went down it did not look good i mean i we're gonna have to wait and see sometimes the, the one out of a hundred times you see a guy go down like that and it ends up not being as bad as you thought but that one looked really bad. Yeah, not only did it look bad, but like he was like you could hear the the mic drop um where he's like screaming, "Oh my god." That's the only thing that really like scares me about the injury is because we are we already know he's like a warrior type of player who who just really wants to be out there and he wants to show his strength off. Um and for him to be rolling on the ground and also just like not able to put any type of pressure whatsoever on it. Um Despite him trying to like be the strong man that he was, like he he re- he rejected the wheelchair. Um, he like tried to bounce around, like try to get himself going, a li- like mentally and, and whatnot. But that was just like sad. It was depressing. Everyone like everyone like held, like gasped for air. Uh, everyone was just like so shocked, and I, I know that Nuggets Nation like is just so shocked about what happened. And and hopefully we're like we, we're giving positive vibes and, and we're praying for like him to just be okay like for it to be like a hyperextension or just something that's not that serious yeah well harrison has joined us he he just got off the horn with michael malone um yeah i'm guessing there's no updates but what did he have to say yeah no uh real update he's gonna get an mri and uh just to see what the injury is um malone said that he hasn't seen a replay of the injury but talking to some of his assistants they thought it looked like a hyperextension again we don't know a hyperextension um, would be kind of like the best news. It, I mean, Joel Embiid, Joel right Embiid had a hyperextension. He missed several weeks, and Joel Embiid, a big guy, yeah. but came back. I Ooh. mean, you know, a hyperextension, again, I don't know the exact time frame on it, but he would be back by the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I, I th- I'm pretty sure. Again, don't quote me on this. I'm not a doctor, but I, th- I think he would be back by the playoffs. It would be best case scenario. It would be like, by far easily. the best case scenario. Yeah. He was asked about, you know, Jamal had, had missed four games with right knee soreness and if there was any minute restriction or if Malone felt like that injury played a role in this like this is another thing where a head coach has to like answer as if he's a medical expert yeah, of course and stuff. yeah yeah uh, but Malone said there was no minute restriction and just in conversations with Denver's training staff uh, they didn't 
say he needed a minute restriction or, or anything. It was different, he said, than Monte coming back from a soft tissue injury. Um, th- this is what Malone said. That was that. This was just knee soreness. Um, Malone said he just thought it was a freak accident. And um, obviously, he'll be keeping Jamal and his family in uh, his thoughts and prayers. He didn't have any thoughts on the game, obviously. I mean, so one thing we're not going to do today on this show, and I, you guys can vent your frustration amongst each other if you want, although be, you know, be respectful in the comments, guys. But one thing we're not going to do is sit here and play the blame game. I think it, Michael Malone clearly, I'm sure, feeling horrible for this. And anytime a player gets hurt, why was he in the game? The game was out of hand, this or that. But truth of the matter is, I think he made a very difficult move, a hard plant. And it could be a million different things that happened that had him cause that one. So you can play that game amongst yourselves, but we won't play it here. Just even with that, it really was not an out-of-game. like game. Like It was like a four-point game when it happened. Also, he's ta- he's taken some time away Um to right. get strong, and you know he's been wanting to play the entire time. Um, so, I mean, that's just that's a basketball play, and it just like so happened that it, it did not go right. Um, and then also, the, I mean, it, it was the opposite knee, just to like let it be known out there. It was the opposite knee, like you could over overcompensate for that um, if you had any like other type of injury. But that's just like you making a move, and, and it just didn't go right this time. Yeah. You're pretty speechless, dude. I'm in. A, I'm down bad right now. Like uh, this, that uh, the game itself was like really underwhelming. It just made you feel like you know, like, what are we doing? Do the Nuggets have the resolve that you? I mean, it makes you ask silly questions that shouldn't be asked. But then for that to happen so close to the end of the season, um, it it just feels like uh, familiar territory in the worst way, and you just. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I hope that obviously it's just a hyperextension. Jamal's able to come back. We can all laugh about this later, but it, I don't know. It just feels it feels oddly familiar. One of the things that you feel right now is the bar is now closed. It's, it was pretty empty at the final minutes of the game. Like usually we're doing this. There's like some kind of energy right now. It's like there is zero energy amongst us. There's zero entry. It just it, it feels so ominous. It feels. I was just gonna say ominous. Yeah. <laughs> It feels very ominous. Like we don't know what the next couple months hold now. Yeah, we really don't. We won't know until we find out what the injury is. I mean, this is, you know, the la- if the last year has taught us anything, it's the just the impermanence of, of life. Just the <laughs> sure. just the uncertainty. You know, you really just don't know what's going to happen uh, any given day. So perhaps we shouldn't be surprised. But you know, something like this happens and. I mean, obviously, you're not ready for it, but man, it just, you know, I don't know. The thing that's also a drag, you know, the Nuggets were on an eight game winning streak and yeah. they lost the game. They lost that a really bad fourth quarter against Boston last night. And you saw a bit of a meltdown amongst, you know, the diehards. As is, and we talked about this, as is to be expected. But it's one of those things that's like, this is the perspective you have to hold. It's a long season. We've been talking all this time about Anthony Davis, LeBron James. They've been out if they get back and they get healthy. And t- but the truth is, like, 60% of the battle this year was always about getting across yep. the finish line with your main guys. And Denver had done a good job of that for so much of the season and then all of a sudden just tragedy shot. Another thing that really, you know, as I'm sitting here preparing for the show before we went live, I'm thinking, what did we get, 100 minutes of Gordon with the, the, the Fab Five, you know, the, the five-man lineup? We, we got about 90-plus whatever they played tonight. So it was, it was probably we probably got about 107 minutes, which is just like – you got to be kidding me. It almost reminds me of, you remember three years ago when Barton joined the, and I kept talking about Barton's going to be great. And he played the first 
was it game? Right. Or game and a half and went was, down. Yeah, and you're it was like, the first game, right. Oh, it was the first game, and you're like, you got to be kidding me. I've been looking forward to this lineup <laughs> all summer. We get it, and all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> um, so it's a real uh, it, it's a real buzzkill. I mean, is there, you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess we can, we'll have plenty of time to turn our attention towards, you know, what can the Dent Nuggets do without Murray, but um, is there anything else from this game that you feel, just, just um, from takeaways from the game, like, did you feel when you were watching it like this was a big deal? Not the injury, but the game, Dev? Uh, not so much. We, uh, we've already known um, how the Nuggets come like play on these nationally televised games. Um, and it was also a game that the Warriors seemed to be really, really up for. That's not the Warriors team that we've seen this year. Like They, just, they haven't been that. Um, Draymond Green came out with like an extra like, pep in his step. He's playing extremely hard and making plays happen. Kent Bazemore was making some huge plays on both ends of the floor. And then Steph Curry had yeah, like more to Steph play Curry. for. He, he, he was knocking every single thing down. He's going, he went for the, the Will Chamberlain record. And then when you already got yourself going and you're in a flow, there's nobody in the NBA that could get himself going the way that Curry does. So it was just the wrong night for the Nuggets um, to be on the opposite end of, of, of a Curry explosion. And then also, the Warriors just made everything. That was really like a game that they like. They made it a point to try to go at like at at the Nuggets. Um, and, and like what you said earlier with with Jokic, I think that is just so many things compiled on top of each other that has them so frustrated. The fouls, the playing so many minutes, um, the not getting the respect that he deserves with the MVP race. Maybe even just like being overwhelmed with the MVP race. He's right. never been in this situation That's where point. he's like having a conversation and they're talking about him every single night, and he doesn't want that attention. He really doesn't. Uh, and he, he spoke about that, uh, like with the Serbian. Um, um, interview uh, last night so I just think that it's a lot going on at one time and it's just like he's just like let's just play basketball and yet I feel like this is still another lesson that he has to learn and some of this is cultural I mean let's be honest America is you, you know the U.S. We, we are all about marketing I mean I've been abroad enough times and had enough people from abroad come and visit me that it's like you don't realize it till you get to America where you're like so much is commercialism and the story and pump this out. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to say put a value on those things, but it is different. But one thing I'll say is that that is part of the price a superstar pays. He's getting paid a hundred and what, 50 million. I don't even remember what it is, but it's an obscene amount of money. Right. And you might not like that aspect of this, but that is part of what comes with it and learning how to manage. I'm not saying you have to lean into it. A la a LeBron James, a la some of these guys that really enjoy that limelight, but it is something that you have to say, Hey, if I don't get this, I don't get 150 million. That's what, that's why all this comes here. And I do think that, you know, Jokic maybe could even handle some of that aspects of it uh, a little bit better. It is frustrating, but he did score 27 points. That's because he's great. I know. It's because uh, Jokic is he incredible. Didn't, he didn't have, I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he also had a good game. He, yeah. he, had, a, he's, he, he had a great game by really strong most, opening quarter. most players' uh, standards. So. But the frustration. And it, but it, it, and it does. It feels different. It really does feel different the last few. I mean, he's, he's pressing. He's missing shots he wouldn't normally miss. Um I mean, he got, he picked up a lot of those points like down the stretch when it was kind of out of hand and meaningless. Um, the the nugget like you know tweeted earlier on like the Nuggets, they just they they it's the sluggets man. They just felt sluggish the sluggets. all night. Like, they, <laughs> they just like couldn't get it going. Like everything, everything. I mean, I also was saying it was like just such a joyless expression of basketball early on. It just felt like it was joyless. It felt like it was very big, joyless. It was, it was big Monday vibes. Um, and I wish we could talk about that. I wish we could talk about the Nuggets just 
not really um, showing up tonight and total Monday vibes. Yeah, very I mean, relatable when you put it that way. Yeah, but you know, like I don't even know how you talk about the game at this point. <sighs> well, I will say Steph Curry. One of, one of the things I'm talking about. I do feel like the great basketball stars of the NBA have all had a an understanding of big moments. You know, Kobe Bryant scores 60 on his final game. And it was just kind of like, of course he did. Yeah. You know, of course it was his fair, his curtain call, and he was going to go up and drop, not 50, 60. And Steph tonight passed Wilt Chamberlain on the all-time scoring list for the Warriors. And part of me thinks, like, that's what great players do. They they understand that, yes, it's all about winning. At the end of the day, it's all about winning. But there's the secondary thing that's like, what is this ecosystem that we're a part of? And it, these, there are moments that are special. Let's make them special. It's my responsibility for these nights to be special. And he went out there and was special tonight. And that's kind of he what I'm was. talking about. Yeah. Um, let's take our first break. On the other side, I do want to talk about, I know it's weird to talk about, but I do want to talk about one big Nuggets question, which is, you know, do the Nuggets now have any, they upgraded with Aaron Gordon on the wing. Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, they had some great defensive performances. But have they gotten a lot weaker and more vulnerable to teams like Golden State, Portland, Utah, maybe even Phoenix, who have dynamic guards. I want to talk about that on the other side. Uh, yeah, guys, make sure to check out the Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. Can't miss it. It's got that Nuggets Skyline blue can, got the Nuggets logo on it. Great to drink during Nuggets games. Pick it up from uh, the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Pick it up from your local liquor store. Uh, check out the Mile High City Copper Lager. Also, check out Gabby Insurance. Head to Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Gabby stands for Get a Better Insurance, and that's what they help you do. You pretty much plug in uh, your car, your home insurance to Gabby. They run your numbers against tons of other insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers. They tell you where you can be saving money. So go to GABI.com slash DNVR. And Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. Uh, they're also never sell your info, so you won't get any of those uh, annoying robocalls. Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's it. We good? We good. That was really fast. Everything about this show might be fast tonight. Um, I do want to talk about this, and maybe it becomes a bit of a moot point. Although, here's what, let me say one thing. There are a lot that can be gained from this season with Denver if Marie is out for the season. Michael Porter is still a huge part of Aaron Gordon still a huge part of this team. And do I believe the Nuggets can make a run in an NBA championship if they don't have Jamal Murray? Probably not. Probably don't. I mean, they need their second best player to do that. But can there be a lot of thing, a lot of positives that come out of it if you do say, hey, Mike, you wanted it. Here you are. They need you. You know, the team needs you. Uh, you know, there is something that could come out of that. The Aaron Gordon moving up to, you know, all of a sudden, sure. let's, let's build the best chemistry. Of course, there's things that can come out of it. You know, that's down the road. But one question about this, and let's just assume Murray Beck even, or, you know, whatever. You know, Denver lost Gary Harris, who had a lot of utility in the playoffs last year against a team like Utah, maybe less so against a, a, a team like a wing. He was paid like a star, but, you know, he was really like a really great utility defender. Is Denver now vulnerable, in your opinion? Is Steph Curry's 50-piece tonight not an accident, Harrison? Is it maybe a sign of, hey, Denver is weak at the guard defensively? Absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. And... There were Curry threes tonight that like PJ hoops guy. There were Curry threes uh, tonight that were just like absolute breakdowns, <laughs> like mm. just leaving Steph Curry to go double somebody else or just not even picking Steph Curry up on a rotation. 
But, I mean, absolutely. You saw it tonight. Faku was by far Denver's best defender on Saturday. Yeah. Faku it, it wasn't even a, close. It's You could tell Faku was doing well because of how much everybody on the Warriors hated him. Yeah. That's his job. Like right. true, His job is to really get under your skin, and he was really under the, Did he stop Steph? No, but... <laughs> He, I mean, look, man, he frustrated him. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking like, what could Shaq Harrison do against Steph Curry? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, that tonight. Right, yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely, they're vulnerable or more vulnerable now that that they don't have Gary Harris against these guys. Absolutely. No. No, it's true. I mean, uh, that was the thought. Like, you know, we're we're trading um, essentially guard depth for forward depth. Right. And. Um, Last year, we, that, I mean, that was one of the comments we were uh, sort of banding about was like, you know, does this does this help us to lock down Dame Lillard? Does this help us like does this help us uh, if Donovan Mitchell is, is starting to right. go off? And, um, you know, it, Gordon looked like he looks tired. Everybody looks tired. We're, yeah, we're really tired. We're Owen two in the, in the Gordon fro era. So hopefully he like takes <laughs> that into consideration. Maybe he was too tired to get the hair done, you know, yeah, he like, just, uh, maybe he's like, not tired, but just didn't have time. I mean, think about it. these guys. The schedule is pretty full at the moment. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, uh, you know, like I felt, I feel sluggish today and I just, all I did was watch them play yesterday and also then <laughs> fly to San Francisco. And, um, but you know, it, it's, it, it, it absolutely, I mean, you know, you, you want to, you always think about locking up LeBron, locking up Kawhi. That's always the conversation. How are you going to match up against these guys? And we did, but we really traded any sort of guard. Um, you know, it's gu- so hard to be well-rounded, especially in today's really NBA. Is. Like it, just with the way you have to spend money, it's mm-hmm. like, you're always going to, you fix one thing and you lessen. I think Denver in aggregate became a better team because I think Aaron Gordon, for a Jokic-led team brings a little bit more, but it did create a bit of a weakness perhaps. And that's what I, w- I was going to say with it. Um, I think the idea was just to like, how do you stop the best team? Because every single year you want to get better. Yeah, every single year point. you want to progress. And the Lakers are still the Lakers, and the Lakers still have the best player in basketball. And most of the good teams that you have to go through in the West or the only teams that you feel like on paper that you can't beat, which is the Clippers, um, even though you beat them last year, you still want to like Meet him with be Jeremy to, Grant. Do you want to be able to, yeah, you want to be able to match him. And y'all also, yeah, you lose Jeremy Grant. Um, so how do you like match that where you could go up against Paul George and um, Kawhi Leonard? You bring in Aaron Gordon. Then you have Aaron Gordon who could be like the Luka stopper or the LeBron stopper, the guy, like the guys with the big, um, like just a bigger like stature. But then you leave other holes. Like yeah. it's like whack a mole all the it time. Is. Like you like you fix Venetian one hole lines, and there's, yeah. there's another one that pops out. Um, but I feel like they feel like if they have. Jamal Murray, if they have Jokic, you mm. still are, like, have a chance against those teams that have the guards that could go off because you've seen that you could do it. Donovan Mitchell went off last year, like absolutely berserk, and they still figured a way to, to win those games. But they couldn't figure out a way to, to beat those teams um, like LeBron James. So I think that you just want to match um, what the best is right now, and the best like lineup in there is the defending champions, which is LeBron James. So yeah. that's what they did with that. Um, you bring in Faku, but it doesn't answer – Enough. I know that this feels like we're going to see Austin Rivers in a Nuggets uniform, doesn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, he's a better fit now than he uh, was three hours ago. It's not even three hours, one hour ago. Austin or Rivers. My God. You're ago. like, just you saying that has made this conversation somehow more depressing. I mean, it, it, this reality. It's, uh, I'm, uh, I, it's, it's, it's not the conversation. It's the reality. Yeah. Like, 
You know, I mean, suddenly we find ourselves in a position where, you know, who are we going to rely on? Faku, PJ Dozier, Monte, I guess. Um, I mean, probably Monte slides into that to that starting unit you would mm-hmm. expect. Um, makes it a little more tenuous. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think there's lessons to be learned. Obviously, there. I mean, I know there's lessons to be learned through everything in life, and there maybe is one to this one too. And maybe part of that is just not taking things for granted. You know, I did think as much as there was mental fatigue on the Nuggets' part, I would also say there's maybe just a little bit of. A little bit of that over these last few games of, you know, be appreciative for the window that you have and the limited amount of time you have to get to the place you're trying to go. Maybe Denver, understandably so, not necessarily there, not necessarily having that over these last few quarters. But, you know, we've talked, I haven't brought this word up for a while, but we've talked about Inat. Everybody's going to count out Denver if Murray's out, and rightfully so. And I just wonder if there's something to, again, maybe Denver doesn't win the championship this year, but maybe there's something to... Zach Lowe had a great thing where he talked about game 82 against the the Timberwolves being the game, the mm-hmm. single moment that forged Denver's identity and their resolve and that carried with them. Maybe there's something to a resolve that can be forged through this experience that then propels them to when they are ready to win a championship. Should that be next year or should it be this year? Mm-hmm. But should it be next year that, that carries with them? And maybe just a deeper appreciation for you know young players think they're going to live forever mm-hmm. and they think that they're going to get money for forever and they think they're going to do this and maybe you know Jamal Murray's only what 24 years old but maybe this is one of those things that says hey man you it's so hard to do things in life you just have to like every every you have to have a level of focus that um you know had kind of maybe alluded to you it's true i mean i just say we have you know almost a thousand people watching right now like man we love you guys we love you guys this is amazing like this is a this is a big time therapy session gordon he says the vibes are tragic. They are. Facts. But it would uh, be much worse without people like you in the sh- to share the burden. Prayers for Jamal. Do you guys remember what my, my phrase is? My life phrase? My life motto? We Does anybody remember? Together. We suffer together. I mean, that's the whole point of sports, to be honest with we you. We suffer together. You lose almost every season you will ever watch of your favorite team. Almost yeah. everyone. Even if you're a Laker fan, you're going to lose almost every single one. It's so true. Um, you know, obviously nothing's over, but this feels, I mean, the timeline feels very dark at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to kind of see, you know, take some time to regroup and, and sort of uh, sleep on this one <laughs> and see what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, you know, all we have are, all we have is us, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, it's like, this is why we have been saying all season, like, we can't take Nikola Jokic and this season for right, granted. Right. Because you just never know when it's going to turn. And injuries happen. Injuries are a part of the game, especially in a season like this. Um, I mean, just look at the Warriors' injury history. Like, they're a part of the game. Um, Tim Conley always says that. He always has a great perspective on these things because he just takes it for what it is. These things happen. And maybe something good does come out of it. Yeah. Um, that's uh, the hope, at least. Let's take our last break. On the other side, let's try to have a little bit of positivity. Let's try to look at what are some things, some positives that could come out of it, especially in the near term. And again, let's not talk about it as Murray being out for the year. Let's talk about it as Murray being out for an extended period of time. Could be a week. Could be two. Could be a year. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, guys. um, Check out Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming uh right now go to manscape.com use code dnvr very important use code dnvr and get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping uh with a perfect package or a performance <coughs> package purchase you get two free gifts 
as well. You get that shed travel bag, $39 value, um, and the patented high performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. So three for one deal right there. Um, go to manscaped.com, use that code DNVR to get 20% off of your purchase. Um, also, we've got DraftKings to talk about. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. We are entering the final month of the NBA season, uh, and we're gearing up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, they're putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. That's right. You can turn $1 into $100. It's that simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during the game that team of your choosing hits a three, one three, uh, you bring home $100 in free bets. Uh, so make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. If the basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's uh, code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, also, nobody likes going into the doctor's office, period. Nobody likes going there nowadays. You don't have to uh, with Zoom care. You can talk to your doctor. You can get a prescription. You can find out what's going on with you from the comfort of your couch. Uh, schedule an appointment now www.zoomcare.com z-o-o-m-c-a-r-e.com talk to your doctor from your couch it's the best invention ever all right final segment here um you know one thing i want to say about jamal you know Jokic, my favorite player i think everybody kind of knows that not just from the nuggets this year but i think of all time jamal's really inspiring mm. jamal's <laughs> like an inspiring player you know what I mean? Like he's just, he's a passionate. I think he's a gamer, and you know, an, an emotional leader of sorts. And I think what you know what he did obviously in the bubble last year was nothing short of inspiring. And you know, <laughs> a new challenge for him. It's I always think back. I always reference Kobe on this show, probably because he's just such an interesting person character. But um, you know, him talking about like when he first went down and he walked to the free throw line to, when he first tore his Achilles. He said that's when my rehab began. He's like, I had to walk out there, and that was step one of my process. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hope Murray, I know obviously he's going to have a tough night tonight, but I hope whatever it is that he can channel his inner Kobe, his inner, inner Mamba, and, and, and to kind of take that approach. Um, some positives that come out of here. I can't start with Eric. I don't know. <laughs> Let me start with Dev. Start, give, me, give me some positives. Or not, not necessarily positives, but maybe lessons or, or, or things that they can use this to grow I mean, the, the team is going to rally, like, around him. He, he's their emotional leader. He's also, like, um, a player that just, like, gives his all at all times. He even tonight um, takes some time off, gets himself ready. But you know he's out there itching and fighting, and he wants to get back every single time. Mm. Um, maybe he comes back too early. We don't know. But that's just the type of warrior and player that he is. Like, he, he's a player that has played through sports hernias. Um, he's didn't miss a game. Um, and that's the type of leader that you need, especially with a younger group that doesn't really have much 
um, veteran-like presence. Like, they have Paul Millsap, but he's not a vocal leader. Uh, Jamal has become more and more of that. And, and you can see it starting to rub off on the other type of players. Huh? Now you have Jokic who, like, you know, he will go back to, like, carrying the load like how he has been. Um, you know, he'll rally behind him. Now you give other people, like, opportunities and Michael Porter Jr. and also um, Monte Morris uh, that, like, we're not going to think if this is like like season ending or anything like that, but just for the next couple of weeks until he gets back right, because um, we we know Jamal Murray's gonna he's gonna do anything he can um, to get back into like the into the right phase and just get back to himself. Um, so with that, now that opens the door for everything up. Uh, we always talk about it's the next man up, and, and and that's what it has to be. Michael Porter Jr. has to be the guy that they've wanted him to be. This has been the year of Michael Porter Jr. And now he gets the opportunity to prove it um, for the next couple of weeks. So that's what I think I'm looking most forward to, just to see how they operate and get back to themselves. Yeah, the Michael Porter Jr. factor is is fascinating because it's a bit of a double-edged sword because he was fitting in so well next to Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic as that third guy, as that Clay Thompson-type yep. guy. And now we're going to kind of see what he can do with – even more usage, even more of a prominent offensive role. So that's going to be fascinating. The The other thing that we probably got to make clear is like the season's not over. You know, the Nuggets are, are still going to be a very good, very good team. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to slide Monte Morris in there and still be a juggernaut offensively, I think at least. So this isn't like a death sentence for Denver where they're going to lose every game from here on out. Yes, we have championship expectations, and that's why this hurts so badly. But I mean, it's not like the Nuggets are going to go winless from no. here on out. Yeah, um, this is the thing. Like Michael Porter Jr. has been active, or he's been operating like uh, Dad was out of town, and he could just like take the car and oh, just, totally, just yeah. jack up shots, like you know, whatever. It's my, you know, my team now. And like suddenly, he's going to wake up tomorrow and be somebody that is wholly relied upon right like it, he's gonna have to grow up really quickly um and the team is gonna be looking to him to fill a role that they weren't before he was just sort of like candy like mm-hmm. you know we, he he shoots the three um he gets he gets open he gets hot it's yeah mic time um and it's fun it makes the whole experience a lot better but like now it's like Jokic is gonna be looking at him like yo mike like you know, now, now it's like, you know, you can't just like heat check. You can't, you you can't just run around and like play, uh, like you're just out there having fun. Like, and so we'll, you know, we're going to learn it's, it's, it's gut check time for everybody else that's left. Um, we'll see, obviously again, we'll see how long Jamal Murray is out. Um, we don't want to assume that he's gone for, for the rest of the season or or longer, but, um, you know, the, the nuggets are at a point. This is a, I mean, this is a crossroads, uh, in the Nuggets season, it yeah, well, definitely a crossroads. <laughs> definitely would call it a crossroads. It's I think what you're alluding to here is the responsibility of superstardom. Because yes. I think everybody thinks of superstardom and all of the benefits, but there's a cost to it as well. And the cost is, you know, like, to your point, when you fail, you let everyone down. When Jokic isn't good, the entire team is let down. Yep. You know, when Michael Porter isn't good, maybe you don't notice it. I mean, how many times do we say, you know, Porter wasn't great tonight, but they got the win or this or that? Mm-hmm. Now it's one of those things where it's like, hey man, it's not just. All those little mistakes now become so much more compounded because you just moved up a whole spot. And there's just such a responsibility that comes with that and an ownership that comes with that. But I think when you embrace it, there's also a, a uh, m- 
maturity that the, comes yeah, with that. The maturation is com- like we're going to find out a lot about Michael Porter Jr. here yeah. in the last part of the season. We're going to find out like how serious he is. Um, how serious he is is a great way to put it. With his career, like what he wants for himself. Um, because now, you know, it's not only the opportunity has not just arrived, like it's crashed down on him. Like he's, he can't turn away from it. And so, um, you know, whether he wants it or not, like it's here, his time has come and you know, there's not really a reason to think that he won't rise to the occasion either. He's been, you know, surprising us and, and getting better and, you know, answering the challenges that Malone has given to him and earning the trust of his teammates and now but now it's time to like really lock down and and play a different style of basketball that he's been playing over the last you know especially the last two but even the last eight like to be that you know to go from the clay thompson to the steph curry is like a very that's a, a very different role i think aaron gordon we could say similar things you know aaron gordon has sort of in a good way slidden into the Jeremy Grant role. And what I mean by that is five shots tonight. He had four Mm -hmm. shots two times previously. And it's not that those aren't enough for him because I don't think he's a volume shooter or scorer, but I do think that he has talents that were not tapped when the team was fully here in part because it just, you know, there's certain processes you have to go to fully unlock a guy. But I think that too moves up. I mean, Denver has been using him sparingly as the point guard and lead initiator in certain actions, most notably that back screen action that they got so much out of. But now I think they might have to go to him even more and say, hey, it's not that we want you taking shots, but we need you handling the ball a lot more. We need you doing all these different things in a way that could be a positive for him as well. Because I think even in Orlando, he had talents that were untapped because they weren't capable of exploiting him. I think Denver's capable of exploiting him, but maybe didn't necessarily need them or, or, or whatever at the as urgently as they are going to need him now. This is going to be a moment for uh, Gordon to really like prove his worth uh, more so. Right now, they're, they're, they're using him as a role player that just kind of fills a void because that's exactly what they need. But now when when you change over and take away your, your second best player um, and first option a lot of the nights um, when it actually matters, now you have to, like, show more. You have to, like, showcase um, what you did in Orlando. In Orlando, he was a guy that they relied on to be an offensive weapon um, and to also bring it on defense. And he's shown that he is capable of doing that. But now he has to show like show it on a, a contending team or a team that actually like has the chance to 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 get some of that untapped potential. Um, so like that does open up a lot of things for Gordon. Now he's going to be more of an offensive guy. The the five shots and things like that. He's not going to have to be in that role now. He has to be within the flow of the offense. So it's good that he's learned the offense. Like he comes into a perfect spot of learning the offense for the, the first couple of weeks and and seeing how things operate to now being a part of the offense and, and a guy that has to score and has to be in these spots and and I think that he'll welcome that. Like th- this this is an opportunity for him to to prove that he can score and he can be a more of an offensive a, a player, but. He was a game like a game time player that did exactly what the team needed, and the team's going to need more from him. So, does he step up? Yeah, I, I think Jokic too has something to be gained from, you know, something to learn from this, and you know, his maturation process have, has been a, a seven year thing, and he's really made incredible strides. I mean, it's been fun watching him sort of grow. There's a whole other level for him now, and and a whole other, you know, again, <laughs> I'm curious. The team has to feel, and I wonder I, I wonder how they feel if they feel like, okay, without Murray, we can't win a championship. I think it's hard not to have those thoughts. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
you you got to go out there and play, and you got to push yourself to the limit. And we already saw Jokic. You know, Murray wasn't great to start the season, and as a result, Jokic was scoring thirty points, forty points. You know, and going out and doing that. And I wonder if you know there's something to that for Jokic now. A, a sort of deep breath and a. I got to go back to being even more than what I thought I was and push himself there and maybe unlock something that lingers with him for years to come. I could see that happening um, just because, like, I don't think we've ever thought Nicola and Jamal are, like, best buds or anything off the court, but those two guys are, are the faces of the Nuggets franchise. It's yeah. like when they do their nationally televised interviews before these games, it's Jokic and... Jamal Murray. It's like those two guys sing side by side. I still remember that ESPN interview from uh, 2019 playoffs where it was just them two. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder if if Yoke looks at this and says, all right, like he would have done the same for me if I went down. Right. Like I know that for a fact. I got to do it for him yeah. now that he's down. I mean, if you want to talk about now Jokic having a real opportunity to, to cement his case as MVP – like if he can continue <laughs> to keep this ta- this t- team on the tracks, like this train rolling, like it's going to be undeniable. Um, and really, that's what an MVP should and can or can and should do is, uh, you know, make sure that the team itself, like if you lose somebody important, that you can just put more on my shoulders and, and keep us going forward. Like, and I mean, if you ask me any player in the NBA that I'd want to have to shoulder that burden. Like, I mean, it's Nikola Jokic. It's absolutely Nikola Jokic. So, um, season's not over. This is just, I mean, like the confluence of events that have led to this moment, like the weather here totally sucks day, super cold, worst game, (laughs) like awful game last night. This game was complete garbage. Yeah. Jamal Murray gets hurt in the last minute to make it, to go from like, annoying to absolutely tragic um so everything feels like the it feels like the world is ending at this exact moment in time i know that we're going to go to bed tonight uh adam apparently with the green roads uh, under his tongue for oh i can't wait you're gonna hold it for 30 seconds very weird but <laughs> worth chamomile. it um but we're gonna wake up tomorrow you not tried it um no um I, I had a different one it worked as well but the, the sun's gonna be shining tomorrow um we're gonna still have a team that has um, three really solid players in the starting lineup. We don't know about Jamal. We don't know if he's out. I mean, obviously, our, our minds are going to the darkest places right now because that's <laughs> we are conditioned uh, as Nuggets fans to go there. We've seen this happen before. Um, it doesn't mean it's that that's the case. Um, but it feels bad right now, man. It feels really bad right now. But this is this is promises that this is the darkest moment so we'll, yeah. we'll see what springs forward this is the the thing about sports and what makes them so special they give you the entire gauntlet of emotions is it, that's right i said that right right yeah, the oh, gauntlet yeah, that's, uh, the that's gamut real. i would say the full gamut of emotions for the gauntlet, gamut the gauntlet is like something it's that you go through it and it tests you, you you're okay you get a full testing of your but emotions. this is the, the full gamut like the, the full, full gamut of emotions yeah um you get the full gamut of emotions you're, we're getting them all this one you know, sucks. Not the one we would choose to have all the time, but it is part of the entire package, and we accept and embrace the entirety of that package. Hopefully, uh, Jamal Murray, you know, speed of recovery. Nobody, nobody deserves that, but he especially doesn't. We'll have more updates tomorrow, guys. Yeah. And again, you want to stay tuned to the locked. Or I'm sorry, to the DNVR. <laughs> I'm so off it. The DNVR Nuggets podcast. What's wrong with me? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like we got cheated on, frankly. <laughs> 
It's like I just called you. Yeah, my, like you just my, called us the my wrong side day. piece's name. Yeah, like, like, oh my you god! Looked us into the eyes. And what is this, Debbie? Who's? <laughs> were you once in a relationship like that or something? First time. To make it clear, I've never been in a relationship. <laughs> uh, to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, which will be coming out tomorrow, probably won't be live. Although, who knows? Maybe we'll call an audible and go live and and do something there. But you know, if you watch this as a YouTube show, guys, it's also a podcast. Um, especially on off days, you want to check that out. In fact, Thursday we will be going live with Vic Lombardi. Ooh. I think I can go ahead and tease that out. He's going to be live here in studio. I can't Uncle wait Vic, for it. Man. I'm, I'm Uncle pumped. Vic, man. I love Vic Lombardi. I we just, are Denver. Vic Lombardi is also Denver. Vic Lombardi is Denver. He was I've Denver spent, OG. I've spent my whole life looking up to Vic Lombardi. I've never actually, I've only met him one time. I gave him stickers. He put them on his computer. Uh, and then he, he did, took them off. Then he took them off. Yeah. And then Jamal Murray got hurt. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> 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 see what did. Guys, thanks for riding with us. We're going to be back again. We'll see ya. We'll see ya. Harris, you want to do the outro read as we uh, close out here? Yeah, do we want to not even... I, I, you want me to stop recording? Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's talk about the Colorado Exos, the three-in-one Colorado Exos. Um, they play at Infinity Park in Glendale. And if you're not familiar with the Colorado Exos, uh, they are players that come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field. Uh, these athletes possess all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. Um, so pretty much what Rugby Town USA has done is put these guys in a rugby training environment, and they are injecting the U.S. national team with elite talent, helping them to compete on the global stage. Check them out at Infinity Park. Uh, they're 3-1 right now, I believe. It's a lot of fun. Check them out.